And what's up, everybody? It's me. Another episode, another week, more Joel Cupcake Live. Uh, I'm back. I went and saw my parents over the weekend. I am well-rested. Uh, I got my second vaccine shot, so I'm safely able to travel. Uh, I had enormous anxiety in an airport. Uh, if you have anxiety, don't go in an airport right now. It's not tight at all. Um, as some of you may have seen on my socials, I recently posted, I, brought, I broke... 5,000 views on the channel here on YouTube on all my vlog episodes, whether it's the ones that are me or the ones where I have guests, like so tight. Thank you. Between my health updates, some of my teaching episodes and my guests, like that's been awesome. I, I appreciate all of you. Uh, if you're here uh, and you don't know who I am, I'm Joel Cupcake. Uh, I'm a promoter and artist manager from California. I've been in the music industry about 16 years. Uh, most of you know that, so I don't know why I said it again. Uh, if you are new, click subscribe underneath the YouTube link. You'll hear that again at the end of the show, just so you don't forget. Um, I have an awesome guest today. He is a fellow hockey lover, a fellow wrestling lover, uh, a very good brother, if you know what I mean. And um, he is the host and producer of Rock the Walls, and he is the Adobe, uh, the Adobe Howell music director, uh, and he also comes from my favorite country other than America, the great white North Canada, Patrick, what's up, dude? Hell yeah, man. Thanks a lot for having me. It's great to be here. Dude. Of course. Of course. I'm very happy. I've been trying to get you on the show for a while and well, you know, I'm the most scatterbrained person probably in the music industry. So a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, man. Uh, I completely understand. It, it is. It is crazy, man. It is crazy. Um, first off, I want to let you know, I meant what I said. I love your country. <laughs> Putin, Putin is great. The hodgepodge of like, I think it was the first time I was in Montreal and we actually had like time after a show. You like walk down the street and it's like the only place where it's like, look, there's a Greek place. Look, there's an Indian place. Look, there's Buffalo wings. Look, there's like literally like next door, like the, yeah. the diversity in your, in your large towns trumps everywhere than basically new york you know what i mean because like look at la and san francisco they're like you know that, oh this is that's chinatown you know there's like pockets it's like a district but in i don't know i loved i loved canada every time yeah. i've ever gone there i've had a great time like great people great venues great music great bands like i love fucking dave boucher from the from from that promoter there in montreal yeah yeah, it's it's awesome, man. Well, uh, I I have a feeling here uh, we're we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer than you guys as far as uh, live shows are concerned. Uh, the, the vaccine rollout, we ha we haven't had as many as uh, the countries would have liked, so it's a little bit slower. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting uh, here in Ontario where I live in Toronto. Um, we're on our third lockdown. Um, oh, and yesterday, Jesus. yeah, and yesterday they extended the uh, the stay at home orders that they have uh, two more weeks until uh, June the second. But uh, basically what that means, like the stay at home orders is basically uh, no, all non-essential businesses are closed. Uh, you can only do like curbside pickup or delivery. Yeah. Um, and then uh, only essential stuff at places like Walmart, like groceries and stuff you can buy. You can't like buy any of the quote unquote non-essential stuff and whatnot. Jesus. But uh, but yeah, there's still a couple thousand cases a day here here in Ontario, the province that I'm in. So is it, is it just like the is the is it just taking longer to get you guys the vaccine or what? Uh, yeah, they they just had massive vaccine shortages uh, basically so far, but uh, but hopefully they you know reports uh, that they're they're going to be getting a lot more here. Um, I get my first one on May 28th, um, and then unfortunately due to the vaccine shortage. Um, people are having to wait three to four months uh, for their second one. So I don't go for my Whoa. second one 
until September the 17th. Hopefully that moves up. We get more vaccines. But, Holy uh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's a crazy amount of time, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, but uh, but but uh, more people are are you know get, getting their vaccines, getting vaccinated every day. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate in that um you know I'm I'm rel- relatively uh, healthy. So um you know obviously first and foremost, I want the people who you know are at risk um you know of you know potentially getting very sick or dying. You know, if they catch COVID, yeah. not saying that not everyone you know can't get really sick from covid because obviously they can i've, I've you know yeah seen yeah. it firsthand over the last couple of weeks here with uh with uh some people close to me at work but um it's uh yeah it's hopefully really soon here damn damn well i am sorry to hear that i'm glad you're doing okay and i'm glad you finally have the first one scheduled you know what if it makes you feel any better we've had it here right but because of the way it, it, it was like a mix of a federal and a state thing you know, and so yeah. I, I have, you know, as you know, and most of the people that watch the show know, I have Bell's palsy, which is a neurological disease. That's what it's classified as. Mm-hmm. And I also am technically overweight and I have high blood pressure, which is classified as hypertension medically. I don't know why they don't just call it high blood pressure. I don't, I, I need to get someone who's a medical expert on the show to ask that <laughs> fucking question too. But yeah. um, in all the other states, high blood pressure qualified as a reason for you to get the vaccine early. And in yeah. my state, nope, I literally had to go lie and say I was a food service worker at Bobby's Yacht Club, <laughs> Jeez, which, man. to my knowledge, doesn't even exist <laughs> to get my shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's insane. Because we have like, I don't know what it's called in Canada, but here we have HIPAA, HIPAA laws, which is basically like your your privacy, your medical privacy act. So like yeah. the only people that are allowed to know my stuff are the people that I give permission to, which is my girlfriend and my parents and then my, my primary care physician, that's it. So like when I, when I show up to CVS and go, yeah, I don't have insurance. Yeah. I work here. Like, yeah. You know, as long as my driver's license matches the info, they're not allowed to, to ask anything like including my, my employment. It was, it was like crazy. Like I just walked in and showed them my ID and they fucking basically just stuck me with a needle. <laughs> you know I'm what sure I mean? That. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, well that was a lot easier than I thought it was like, and I'll, I know so many people that did it that way because like, yeah. and there was that. And then like, you could just walk into CVS here and be like, Hey, if you don't, if you have an extra shot at the end of the day, can you call me? And they would just put you on a waiting list. Like I yeah. had a friend who did that and he, he literally got his shot in two days. Holy cow. You know, yeah. well, the rest of us couldn't get it at fucking all. Yeah. They're, they're starting to do that more here as the vaccines come more readily available. Um, like pharmacies being able to do it and they're also being, um, you know, pop up, uh, pop up places that are giving vaccines, um, and, and whatnot. So, so yeah, yeah ho- hopefully more, more, uh, positive stuff co- coming here soon because, uh, you know, not music related, but hockey related. I can't imagine a Canadian team potentially making it to a Stanley cup final and people, you know, not being able to uh, to gather and whatnot, I think that would it'll be crazy. It'll be what was that 2015 uh, all over again when the fucking when the Canucks <laughs> fans flipped the cars over in the park and shit. Oh and yeah, that's, on fire. Yeah, 2011. Was that, was, that 11? That was, okay. Yeah, I've that been was watching. Insane. I've been watching <laughs> so long. I don't remember. I just remember the NHL being like, "We don't condone our fans acting like this," and it was like. Well, I mean, that was the first time the Canucks made it to the playoffs in what, like 40 years or some bullshit? Like, 
Yeah, first time. Yeah, they made it made it to the Cup final. It's uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's one of those things too, where it's like, man, if if that's what happened when they lost, what would have happened if if they won? As far as how crazy people, that's, would, that's would have gotten, you know what I mean. You want to know? It's funny. That's the same attitude like the Bay Area has. Like, yeah, there's never a worry. Like, oh, the Giants or the Warriors or whoever makes it to the finals. The wor- the worry is if we win. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I I can't talk about the Raiders because they're not from here anymore. But I also am not a Raiders fan, so fuck the Raiders. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, they're probably the only team that if they won, it would have been like, oh, my God, everything's on fire. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, here uh, two years ago when the Raptors won. Um, I, oh, I, I remember was, that. I, I was downtown the night they won. And it was pretty tame. It was just a, a lot of people just really happy. I mean. Yeah, like like any celebration, you know, there there was a few people who were probably going a little bit too overboard, but for the most, yeah. it was it was pretty civil and uh, pretty awesome. A lot of people came out. That's good. That's good. That's that's tight. Well, anyways, okay. Well, we have you here. Um, so you're the host and producer of Rock the Walls, like I mentioned, and you're the uh, Adobe Howell music director. Okay, so for those of you listening that don't know what this is, um, Adobe is basically. I'm gonna paraphrase. They're basically like the biggest internet radio station in Canada. Uh, w- worldwide, actually. Um, You're the biggest uh, internet radio station worldwide. Uh, the biggest alternative music radio station. Uh, our our main station, uh, Adobe Adobe Radio. Um, uh, it, we're actually uh, we're actually mostly based in the state of California. Um, we have a studio um, in uh, North Hollywood, uh, okay. but a lot of our hosts, uh, like myself, um, you know, we're all all over the map and whatnot. Um, yeah. Um, Music director uh, Eddie uh, for Adobe Radio and Adobe Anthem. Uh, he lives in Colorado, um, and oh, then sure. you know, okay. uh, and then like guys uh, like uh, Jarrett from Bowling for Soup who has a show on our stage. You know, he's down in Texas and people all over the okay. place. So okay. it's uh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. crazy. All right. Well, okay. Well, I learned something today. <laughs> you know, like that was okay. Well, tight. So biggest alternative internet radio station in the world. That, that I didn't even realize that. I, I feel kind of stupid now. Um, no, it's all good, man. So, so how did you, let's start with you. Like, how did you, you know, you've, you've seen the show. Give, give me a yeah. little bit. I want to know, I want to know about you. Cause I met you through wrestling, you know, yeah. that's how I, that's how we know each other. And then it was like, Oh, look, like the things I do and the things Patrick do go together. Okay. That's even more tight. Like, you know, so yeah. I, for those of you that don't know, I'm probably not supposed to talk about this, but <laughs> there's a secret Facebook group for people from the music industry that like wrestling. Oh my God. The music industry might be a cult. It might, it might be real. <laughs> um, I'm not going to reveal the name of the group because that'd be too far, Patrick. That'd be too <laughs> far, but that's how him and I met. But so, so how did you get started in the music? And then how did that, how did you end up working in radio? Like, uh, so it, it actually, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy because, um, what, I, what I'm doing now is actually uh, pretty far removed from, uh, you know, what initially, um, you know, I wanted to do when, when I decided I wanted to pursue broadcasting. So I was about, uh, 15 or 16 years old. I grew up in a small town uh, called Alliston, Ontario, uh, which sure. has about 10,000 people. Um, and initially, uh, it was basically like, well, you know, I'm, pr- I'm a pretty good ice hockey goalie, but I'm definitely not good enough to make the NHL. Uh, yeah. what would I like to do? Um, you know, as like a profession. And, uh, I was like, well, sports broadcasting and covering the sports I love would be pretty sick. So uh, initially in like grade 10, grade 11, a high school, you know, um, even into grade 12, I was uh, more so, you know, focused on potentially, um, you know, going to school with a focus on sports broadcasting and whatnot. But um, 
then uh, gradually, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, getting into music last year of high school, uh, discovering the band uh, Motion City Soundtrack, oh, which, uh, which now. Yeah, man. And Dude, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And uh, it's crazy now because a lot of people knowing me for mostly covering heavy stuff, they're like, Motion City Soundtrack's your favorite band. But yeah, they they really started it all for me. And, uh, you know, getting into them and then in turn, you know, get, getting into a lot of other, you know, pop punk and alternative bands and then going to Warp Tour and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, it just, you know, ignited my love for the music. So uh, when I got into uh, my first year of college at Niagara College um, down uh, near Niagara Falls, Ontario, um, uh, in our second semester of our first year, um, we were uh, given the opportunity to pitch a specialty show for the college station. Oh. Um, basically, um, you know, you come up with an idea, you put together a little four or five minute demo of basically what the show is going to entail. Yeah. Um, another uh, part, because uh, CanCon and the regulations here, how you were going to meet, you know, the 35% uh, minimum Canadian content on your show every single week and oh. that sort of stuff. Um, so oh, like, so that, that, That's a rule you have there. Yeah, yeah, Canadian Canadian radio regulation and stuff. So I can honestly remember when when I came up with what I wanted to do, I worked on this four or five minute demo for like seven or eight hours. Just like put so much time into it, it was yeah. like, well, you got to though, like yeah. And uh, and the th the thing is too, um, you know, once uh, everything you know got approved and I was able to start the show on the station at the time, our college radio station, uh, because you know, a college radio station, um, I believe in like the regulations and stuff uh, i can only be a certain bandwidth it can only reach a certain amount of people as far as the radio signal uh, but then as well online our listening bandwidth back in 2009 had an average bandwidth of about a maximum of five to ten listeners oh my uh, God. <laughs> so so not not a whole lot of people listening um so went and did that and um you know the first uh, semester that i did my show um you know i i was really diligent as far as like uh, you know scripting stuff it that i was potentially going to say and like i would have a piece of paper in front of me like this and just be like mixing and matching and messing yeah. up sentences and all that stuff is pretty rough i remember uh the first show that i ever did uh forgetting to turn off the mic and uh definitely whispering the f word under my breath uh, in stress um but uh you know from there just c c continuing to, to work at it and whatnot um in my second year of school I also started to do my show on an internet station called Trainwreck Radio, which is just a, a local station. Uh, same thing, very small. Uh, a lot of weeks doing my show. Uh, oh, was that was that was that Rock the Walls or was it, yeah? Was it the, the, the entire time, this is all still Rock the Walls. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so did it on that small internet station for a little bit in my second year of school, and then um, in the uh, first semester of your third year for us and our program. That's okay. basically the the last semester that you have in school. So effectively, you know, you're done doing your radio show yeah. on the college station. Yeah. So so let me let me interject. You guys are like the rest of the world, right? Where yeah. like in Europe, you only go to college for three years, and then the last year is basically like an internship or uh, journeyman type type shit, right? Basically, it, uh, it all depends on, on the program because uh, okay. there's also um, some college programs are only two years. Um, ours, because it was considered an advanced diploma, was a three year program, um, and then university programs um, they're often four years. Okay, um, so okay. so it's kind okay. of all over the map uh, d depending on the um, the thing. Uh, but basically, I still wanted to do my to do my show in any way that I could post college. So mm -hmm. I sent a uh, demo out. In December 2010 to uh, to Adobe Radio, 
I got an email back from uh, from Eddie um, uh, Eddie Barilla, the uh, the program music director at Adobe Radio. Yeah. Like, hey, this sounds pretty cool. We'll give you a three show trial run. And now, uh, about almost ten and a half years later, I'm uh, still in my exact same time slot uh, on Adobe Radio at that's, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Saturdays. So it's pretty cool. That's so, tight. so, so what's the difference between? Okay, well, actually, let me let me interject. I have, I I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, I have no, to no, ask no. you a very fucking important question. Have you done the Mario Kart racing at Niagara Falls yet? Yeah, man. Uh, my wife it, and I. Is it fucking sick? It's pretty. It's pretty friggin' sick, man. Fuck. Uh, when uh, when uh, my wife and I went uh, a couple of years ago, um, it was it was actually funny um, that because the the way the loop goes up and whatnot, um, there was a couple cars like stalling out. I guess it was a little bit uh, too much of a climb, uh, or maybe they were a little low on yeah. gas or something. So there's a couple times almost running into them. But when you get up to the top of that loop and you're going down through like the kind of the valley uh, hills, kind of there. It's a, it's pretty crazy. Like you feel like your go kart might get a little bit of air. It's uh, it's pretty oh, sick, dude. Is, dude, I want to. So I love Niagara Falls and Buffalo, New York, and and the Canadian side. Like that's I'm like a sucker for nature at the end of the day. Like I really am a believer in like it's the little things. Like that statement. Yeah. As I got the older I get, the more that statement rings true. Whether it's just like sometimes you just need that day to spend with your 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 significant other. You know, you know. Yeah. And 100%. so the first time we toured and I went to Niagara Falls, I was just like awestruck. You know what I mean? And then like the next day we, or the same day we hit Buffalo, I went to Bill's, you know, the home, the birthplace of fucking Buffalo wings. Yeah. Which also fucking blew my mind. And then we <laughs> crossed into Canada and I had poutine for the first time. And I'm like, I mean, I'm surprised that young me never moved to Canada. Let's just leave it like that. <laughs> like with how much I loved, like, like the first tour I did in Canada, the band flew me out a week early so I could meet everybody. I like stayed with their families. Like it was so hospitable. It was the blind witness guys. Do you? Oh know? yeah. 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 Awesome, yeah. yeah. So like they flew me out because they were doing a, a Canadian headliner and the support was like all American bands. So it was like blind witness, Chelsea Grant, Attila. And I forget who the other band was. Uh, I, I actually, we, we were probably in the exact same room on, on that tour at one, at one of the tour stops without knowing it. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the fourth band too, but, but I, I remember that tour. I think that was yeah. like 2010, right? I think so. Maybe, maybe 2008, somewhere in that like general yeah. gap. T- yeah. But so they flew me out, but like there was an issue with like, okay, well, we're not going to get me a work visa. We're going to fucking lie. And like, about why I'm there. So I flew out early. So it didn't look like I was going on tour. You know what I mean? And like, I think, I think if I remember correctly, it was like a week and a half early. I stayed at one of the guys' houses, like Miguel, the, their old bass player, who's a famous tattoo artist. Now he actually gave me my star Wars tattoo. Oh, that's fucking sick. In the the basement of his house. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So like, dude, I just, how nice everybody is the whole, like the, the little region, um, of the of the, the the guy I stayed with, like none of the backyards have fences, like they all just bleed into each other. And I was like, dude, this shit would net like it would maybe happen in like the middle of fucking nowhere in America, but everybody yeah. would still be real weird about like, oh, that's my property. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, dude, just like the people were friendly. Like at the time, at least when I was there, I wasn't exposed to any any uh, any racism, which I also thought was really nice. You know what I mean? Um, obviously it exists because it exists yeah. everywhere, but 
you know, oh, what the hell? I don't want to. What's my, my computer's trying to screenshot what we're doing? No, <laughs> no, I don't need that. Okay, there we go. Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, Canada was tight. But yeah, dude, ever so I really want to take my lady to Niagara Falls because I want to do like, you know, the falls lit up at night and then the fucking Mario Kart racing. And then obviously, like, I mean, dude, when I was there, I don't know if it's still like this, but um, in Buffalo, you I went to Bill's, dude. It was like twenty five bucks. You got like a, a bucket of beers, or no, you got two pitchers of beer and a bucket of chicken wings for like twenty twenty five bucks. Oh man! And I was like, I don't need anything else in life. Hell yeah! Like the in all all the different places too. Like in Buffalo, like obviously there's Bill's, but all, all the other famous places and whatnot. I mean, you could like literally eat at a at a different different uh wing stop at every single like day of the month pretty much if you really wanted yeah. to you know what i mean dude, dude it was it, it was great it was great okay so so for the for those of you that might be watching that aren't familiar or what what is rock the walls patrick give me like a really easy synopsis uh so basically it's a radio show that i do i uh interview uh bands uh most of the time in around when they have new releases or stuff going on um and then as well uh spin uh music from uh you know bands that just uh drop new stuff then the scene you know maybe past guests to the show guess i uh, you know w- would like to have on the show in the next little bit and all that sort of stuff so it's uh so it, it's it's really awesome and it's growing and it's it's kind of evolved uh you know over time and o- over the years here to uh to be the format that it is now so um you know basically on thursdays um you know i play uh you know the music music portion as far as like new releases that sort of stuff and the interviews and whatnot and then on saturday's edition of the show on adobe radio it's uh you know basically uh just the the interviews and the music from the bands that i'm interviewing type deal okay okay so so it's all a revolving i don't know if theme is the appropriate word but you know what i mean like it's all it's all the content's all loosely like the uh the same and whatnot yeah yeah definitely as far as yeah just you know um you know speaking to bands about new music um you know different stuff that they have going on um you know sometimes not necessarily always bands come on um you know it'll be a different people within the music industry and stuff there's some other cool stuff going on and whatnot so so yeah it's a lot of fun well that's awesome that's awesome and then um so how did you go from just doing rock the walls to being the howl music director so for for everyone listening uh howl is the i guess the y'all the alternative is wrong you do like the hard rock. it would be your hard rock station right uh yeah like heavy metal uh basically everything you know from like the the real oh oh hold on patrick my internet shit the bed Uh as far as um you know like bands like you know architects and parkway and those kind of bands you know what i mean yeah yeah, uh, my internet lagged. I missed a little bit of that. Can you repeat yourself? I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, n- no problem at all. Yeah, so uh, so Adobe Howl is basically our, our heavy music station, as I like to say, you know, when I'm on the air, basically, you know, from breakdowns to blast beats, everything in between, you know, uh, you know, deathcore, death metal, hardcore, post-hardcore, metalcore, gent, uh, you know, you it. name it, we, we pretty much play it for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I've, I've checked out the station before. Um, I do wish it was a little easier to listen to on a mobile device. I will say, at least in America, I don't, I don't know if you have the same. I don't know how it works in Canada. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But um, I've listened to the show before. You've been awesome. You've put a couple of my pen-up bands on the show before. Thank you for that. I, I know I always thank you, but thank you again. You know. Oh, yeah, man. No um, you know, that's tight. That is that is tight. So how did how did you land? Like, how did you go from Rock the Walls to that? Was was it when they started Howl with the intent of you in mind, or was Howl already a station? 
Um, so, uh, Howell, uh, started out, uh, about, uh, eight years ago or so, uh, give or take a few months here back in 2013 and then uh, I became the uh, the music director uh, of the station uh, back in uh, May of 2017 um, oh, so, okay. so the, per the person that was previously doing it um, they, they, they had to step away step away from it to you know um, as far as like career and other stuff going on in their life um, and uh, was asked if I would like to do it and it was just like hell yeah of course I would I'd absolutely <laughs> love to do that so uh, so so it's been it's been a lot of fun doing it too that's tight. That's tight. Now, um, I know syndicated radio and internet radio is, is a little different. Um, I feel yeah. like you have a little bit more freedom, don't you? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, uh, a lot of these bands, they, they tend to like to, you know, say shit and fuck and words like that, you know, within, uh, <laughs> within their songs and stuff. And obviously you can't get away with that in regular radio. Yeah. So, um, you know, being able to play, you know, the uncensored versions and whatnot is, is, is pretty cool, but, uh, but as well, just like, um, you know, completely kind of shattering the box that is, you know, what's quote unquote, you know, a radio, a radio song. And like, it, you know, just because a band plays, you know, super heavy breakdowns or, or stuff like that doesn't mean that, you know, they're not going to get played on the radio and stuff, which which yeah. is really cool to me. That's yeah, no, and yeah, dude, you guys have always been very on the ball with like new music. Like every week, you have a new playlist, and I'm like, dude, you're like, <laughs> I found bands from your show that I didn't even know existed, or oh, like, yeah, man. or I see your post, and I'm like, oh, that they played a new <laughs> song. Shit, maybe I should stop living under a rock, you know. It's honestly, even as a music director, it's uh, it's it's crazy keeping up with it with everything that's released. It's so it's so easy now with the way that things are. You know, obviously there, there's a couple of prominent sites here and there that that post about uh, you know new heavy music and whatnot. But there's a lot of these bands where um, you know the music sites aren't necessarily posting about them. So a lot of it, you know, is uh, you know either going through the the submissions that bands can submit, uh, you know, over on the Adobe.com website to you know, just going out there and, uh, and discovering and searching for, for these awesome new bands. You know what I mean? To me, um, you know, as a music director, um, I, I want to play the best music possible. And I mean, if, uh, you know, a, a quote unquote big band, uh, releases a shitty song and, uh, you know, a smaller band releases just an absolutely awesome song that I think everyone should hear. I'm going to, I'm going to choose the smaller band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, what you've done. Like I've seen, <laughs> like, I think it was just when we did the summoning the lich single, you had them up there with some fucking big names. I think it was, it It was either summoning or, or born anew. one of the two, like when, when they dropped something, it was like three huge bands were also on that list of them that week. So I was like, fuck dude. Yeah. You, so and that's what I love about working with you is like, you're a genuine, you're a genuine dude. You know, like I like the, you, you get what you see type people, you know what I mean? And you're one of those. And the, the show is awesome. You know, I, I haven't watched, watched rock the walls in a little bit because we have some, our schedules conflict as you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, de definitely for sure, man. And it's, uh, it's it, it just crazy too to just um just kind of see how how stuff has shaped up within heavy music the last couple of years here because i feel like man there's just so so many great up-and-coming bands right now to you know the bands that we've all known to come and love just releasing absolutely awesome stuff so i feel like it's a great time and you know once touring gets back here uh i think you know there's going to be a lot of really awesome breakout yeah. bands that are going to come out of this yeah, I think um, it's kind of funny because here in California, I've always had the, um, I guess, stigma is the appropriate term, or like I'm the metalcore promoter. You know what I mean? That's that's like, you know, but recently we've been doing a lot of death metal and started doing some more hardcore again, too. 
uh, obviously before COVID. Um, but like, I've always been the metalcore guy and that's always kind of been like the running like joke. Like nobody means it in a mean way, but now I'm like, look what, like it's back. Metalcore is back in like every facet and it's all the bands that we all love are like revisiting that metalcore sound. And I could not be happier. Yeah. Like man. when this trend dies off, I'll probably retire because there's no <laughs> way I can make it through the, like uh, the third time metalcore revolution. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. but, but dude, yeah, I, I agree. I'm so excited to see who pops off, what goes on. I hope the industry can compensate. Yeah. Because you know, everybody's, it's like they take care of their team first and the bands on their roster. And I wish I've, I've talked about this with, with Mishko and Defonce and a few other people that have been on the show. Like I wish they all, everybody played together better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's gotten a lot real political and it's like, I really enjoy when I meet other people in the industry that they do it because they fucking love it. And that's why yeah. that's it. That's the only reason that's why I do this shit. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like Yeah. I don't like the headaches and the stress and the fucking 3am phone calls, the van flipped over and the fucking like, Oh, my band didn't get enough fucking towels to so fuck you, bitch. They're not playing for you anymore. <laughs> like, you know, like, like all that stuff. It's like, dude, like, yeah. It was really it was really funny because right the last like probably like four months before COVID, I had a couple of bigger shows that I was I had worked on. And like at the end of the day, I just had to tell the agent, like, yo, I've been doing this for 15 fucking years. Ten of those years were with you. Do you trust me or not? Yeah. Okay, then shut up. I'm gonna do yeah. the show. Your <laughs> band is gonna get paid. Stop. Like, stop treating me like I'm a 19-year-old kid booking this show in the back of a bowling alley or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and because the, there's so much just like ego and like I call it like the pissing contest. It always has yeah. to be a pissing contest. And it's like the part of the music industry I fucking hate. But I love helping bands. I love booking bands to come play in my in my scene, in my town, in my area and the, the place that I love, you know. So it's like I love I love, you know, with the artist management company, like I feel like we found a lot of bands that a lot of other companies have overlooked. Yeah. You know, they've been denied or nobody would give a lot of the smaller artists we work with, like the time of day. And like, that's why I started doing artist management in the first place is like, I believe everybody deserves a shot, you know, 150% man. And it's like, I, I don't, you know, get the, pe get the people out there and, you know, if any, anyone hears this and feels like it's related to them, you know, maybe it's time to like, you know, take a solid look in the mirror yourself, but like. The, the the people out there within the the music industry um you know and specifically kind of within this branch of of, of you know quote unquote heavy music who just like try to just make themselves you know seem like the biggest deal and like have to like show all the mm -hmm. stuff off and like tell everyone every day you know how they're the best and they're amazing and nobody's ever going to catch them and stuff like that it's like yeah. a lot of the time it's just like yo dude like just just be a, just be a real person like yeah. you know what i mean at the end of the day like I don't do this because I want to be, you know, the next Howard Stern or, you know, the next Jose, you know, Mangan or, or anything yeah. like that. It's like, I do this because I love this and I want, you know, people to hear just a shitload of awesome new bands and, yeah. you know, uh, learn more uh, about these bands and whatnot. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, getting to interview as many bands as I have over the last 12 or 13 years, uh, something that's uh, pretty common. And, yeah. uh, you know, might not be necessarily surprising to some people, but generally the biggest bands that I interview, we're talking like, you know, like bands that sell it like stadiums and stuff. They're the most humble, most genuine, most real people out there. So, you know, being fake and, you know, thinking you're the biggest deal because one of your songs yeah. might have, you know, 10,000 or 100,000 plays on Spotify. It's just like, 
it's not the way to go. And, you know, people who have been in the music industry a while, like me and you and, you know, the, the tons of other people out there, yeah. they see through it pretty quickly when somebody's just, uh, you know, driven by ego or just trying to suck up yeah. to them. So they'll become like their agent or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's dumb. The other thing, the other thing I hate, and I'm sure you deal with this because you're technically like, I would say you're a personality, you know, like, yeah, at least that's probably what us West Coasters would call you. Like you're a radio personality, you know, uh, the fucking people that are like, yo, I'm so-and-so. I just picked up this band because I picked them up there. You know, they're phenomenal. So like, help me out. <laughs> I hate that attitude. Like, dude, like yeah. every time I email, like there's like literally, I can count on one hand, the number of people where I, I would, I would send a text message or an email like that. And it's like, it would be very informal because I do so much work with the people and that's it. Yeah. Like even the people that I've worked with for, 10, 12, 13, 14 years. I'm still like, hey man, like I picked up this new band, check them out. Here's a couple links, like very formal, very to the point. Like, yeah, I'll throw in a little bit of my 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 fucking Joel Cupcake bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and be a little like a yeah. little like friendly, you know? But like it's still like you said, there's still a way you have to do this and operate. And it's like it doesn't matter who you manage or who you help to build. You know, I have a great track record and I I never throw it around. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I'm going to right now because it's my show. But, you know, like, look at, like, I helped Spike get started. I helped Body Snatcher get started. I helped Rivals get started as well. And all three of those bands are are and were fucking taking over before the pandemic started. You know, yeah. Rivals is hitting huge numbers with that most recent release. I'm so proud of those guys and Kaylee. You know what I mean? So Spite is on, like, fucking every one of the big fests right now, dude. If you had told me that five years ago, like, I would have believed it, but... Like, I'm so happy for those fucking dudes because I know how yeah, hard man. they work, you know? So it's like, it's so sick yeah. to see that. And it's like, I could have a big old fucking pee-pee about all that stuff. And I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I remind people when it's needed, like when I'm disrespected. But, yeah, you know, like, it's it's just, it's such a game of cat and mouse. And it's just so much crap, which is why I have not a lot of people from the industry on the show, you know? Like, everyone that's yeah. been on is someone I'm friends with. Because yeah. I don't want to deal with like, I get people that, that hit me up to be on the show, but it's like they want to talk about what they're like, something they're doing. And I'm like, I don't want you to come on my show to just like, I want my listeners to get to know it. Like, you've watched the show, everyone that comes yeah. on, it's like, this is a genuine setting. It's not a media bullshit overload. You know? <laughs> yeah. And like, it, it might be coming out of my mouth sometimes. Um, you know what I mean? On that note, by the way, uh, Daniel at Topo Chico just sent me a bunch of stuff. Daniel, if you watch this, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not sponsored. It's not an ad. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> I just absolutely fucking love Topo Chico. So yeah. now, uh, now as far as things go for you on, on kind of like the, the promoter side and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, with, uh, with every, everyone, uh, you know, getting vaccinated and stuff and stuff starting back up. I mean, your emails got to, be on fire right now as far as offers and stuff for months down the line right or so it's it is it's not um but i'm also so I'm, like i mentioned this is technically my 16th year being a promoter yeah um i'm being very selective with who i work with like i'm just I, i'm tired of like i don't think i need a 50 a 50 thread email chain to book a show yeah you know send me what you want when you want and i'll send it back to you tight you know also um you know, a lot of people have this misconception on the outside that pinup is like some huge company. Like we have big social media numbers. We've been around for fucking ever. And, and I, well, I appreciate that image. You know, there are plenty of promoters, even just in California, bigger than me, 
you know, but the other thing is most people don't realize is like um, all my team, like pretty much all of us volunteer, you know, I don't, I don't even make a, a livable wage off what I do because we all pay it forwards back into more shows because yeah, most of the people that work for us, they give their time because they love local music and they love our local scene and they love being a part of something more. You know what I mean? And yeah. so um, I don't, I'm not being hit up for this as much as I would like. Um, I'm in a, I'm in an unusual predicament though, where like live nations really encroaching on my, my surrounding areas. Um, DIY is also back, which is like, I'm, I'm, that's how I started. So I, I get it. Yeah. Well, a lot of the bands just hit up their homies to book their shows one-on-one, which is fine. Like I don't, yeah. I just want shows to happen in the Bay. It doesn't matter who's doing them. You know what I mean? I want them to be done right and safely. And cause like, I've seen so many shows where like a band's like, they didn't play for me. And then either the show was shot or they got treated like shit or they didn't get paid. And then they're like, we're not going to come play NorCal again. And I'm like, dude, like don't, don't hold that against like me and the people that would come to my show because you played for some lop dick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but I do have some cool stuff coming up. Um, yeah. I, I'm not pinups, not really starting till August, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, now I'm a little more open to the idea of everything being open quicker, but I, I, in the back of my head, I have a really bad feeling about all this, but, um, you know, also everything reopening, like to put it bluntly, if, we reopen and I book a bunch of shit and then it all gets canceled. I'm not coming back a second time. I don't care. I'll just go be a regular adult and get a normal job. (laughs) You know, like this last year fucking wrecked me like monetarily, like mentally, just like, I'm not going through that again, even in like, even in like a 30%, even if it's like, you know, 60% less bad. I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. But that being said, yes, there's some baller ass shit coming up. Like, like internationally, you know, in North America and over here on, on in the West Coast that I'm like, I'm very jazzed about. Oh, yeah, man. Some, some of the tour lineups are stacked. Some of them like, you know, I'm getting a lot of bands that um, I didn't think would come to me for shows that are. So it's nice to see a little bit of like, I mean, it might just be a demand thing and I might be the only fucking crazy enough promoter left to do some <laughs> of these shows, which is fuck. I'll take that. I don't care. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm stoked. I'm ready, dude. Like yeah. every time we do those, you know, we've done some 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 live stream events, and every time we do those, I'm like, fuck, this is just just seeing like the comments go off, and people are like, there's always someone bitching about the sound, and then there's always people <laughs> being like, this is almost like I'm at a real show. This is tight. Oh, I miss live. like just just seeing people interact that don't know each other in the comment thread. I'm like, I I'm ready. I'm ready for the shows to come back. Um, I, I'm a little nervous, but I'm ready at the end of the day, you know, like, yeah, I trust the CDC way more than I trust the federal government or the the state government. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How does it work in Canada? Do you guys go like you have, you have like a regional body that oversees everything? Uh, yeah. So, um, as far as like lockdowns and that sort of stuff, um, it that's by province. So provincial, province, um, that's and right. then that's the fucking term. I knew that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Federal, um, they, they decide a bunch of a bunch of the other stuff um, as far as like CERB and that sort of stuff. So it'll be like a province by province thing. Okay, cool. But um, like over in like Eastern Canada, like the Maritimes, like New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia and stuff. Um, it's like if you go, oh, if you, you mean, you mean, you mean those rude ass French Canadians? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
um they uh you when you go there like you have to like quarantine for 14 days like no okay. no questions asked just like if um anyone comes from an international flight here um they need to test negative before they get off the plane test negative when uh, they get off and then they have to uh quarantine potentially in like a government mandated hotel for like two to three days um you know test negative again and then they finish the rest yeah. of their quarantine at home and stuff yeah so. they were doing uh, hawaii was just doing that until very recently it didn't even matter if you were in the states if you flew to hawaii you had to you couldn't leave hawaii for two weeks they wouldn't let you oh wow yeah so like even if i, I don't remember how it worked with like if i think you got tested before you left you didn't have to get tested when you arrived you would get tested before you left and then they'd make you quarantine regardless of your test results oh wow but I mean, I mean, I can think of yeah. a worse place to quarantine for 14 days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Hawaii. So, but they, they finally reopened up a little bit. I think we're going to go in October. I think we're going out there. So nice. have you and the wife ever, ever done Hawaii? Uh, no, uh, haven't, haven't done Hawaii. We've, uh, we've been down to different plates in the States a couple of times. Um, we've, we've been to, to Vegas a couple, a couple of years ago. That's been, that's been a real favorite place for us to, to go. And then, um, Did you go to the Vegas fight club. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. That's in the, I want to say the Holly, the Hollywood something like the, the yeah. mall that's in there. I want to yeah, say, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's such a yeah. sick store. Dude. Best place for all the wrestling stuff, dude. Best. And I love that they even sell like the fucking, the giant cardboard cutouts too. Yeah. Like, they literally sell everything, dude. Yeah. So, so many like shirts and like things I saw, I'm just like, we, Oh my God. Have, like I've never seen last, this before. The last time we went, we didn't go. Cause my girlfriend was like, you'll spend too much money We're, we can't go in there. Like, <laughs> cause the last time we went in there, I dropped like 300 bucks on shit. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. had a bunch of like vintage rock stuff and you know me, I'm a sucker for the people, the people's champ. You know what I mean? So yeah. I fucking bought so much stuff, dude. Like it was, it was not good. Now, have you, uh, have you had his new tequila yet? Um, apparently it's, it's pretty good stuff. I'm not a tequila guy personally, but I have, uh, I have two bottles things. of it in the cabinet so yes nice yes. I'm, I'm a huge rock mark like any like all even his shoes that he made only for working out i bought them and i wear them like for everyday use they're not that comfortable because they're definitely designed like very flat bottom lifting shoes yeah. but even those i have a pair but um the tequila is great I'm, I'm a tequila person in general but his tequila it doesn't burn when it goes down and it mixes with stuff very well oh so, nice if you can get it up there i would suggest um you try it. Um, I like the Reposado better, the gold, but yeah. it's a preference thing. But yeah, I think it's great, dude. He's, he's, I've been watching Young Rock on NBC. I don't know. Have you checked that out yet? Uh, no, I, I haven't had a chance to watch it. But, it's on, but it's on Hulu. Like, if you have Hulu, Hulu does not exist in Canada, unfortunately, what? but I'm sure it, it's either probably on, uh, so like we still have Prime Video, Netflix, uh, it might be on Crave. Crave is like a separate okay. Canadian service that's owned by uh, a company called Bell Media. It is like okay. CTV, TSN, that sort of stuff. Okay. They put a lot of that stuff. I think they have the HBO Max and stuff is on there okay. too. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Then. Yeah. yeah, it's probably it's probably on that. Yeah, it's um, it's an NBC property too. So I'm assuming NBC. Ex no, yeah, it exists in Canada, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We get yeah. NBC shows and stuff. Yeah. Like so that. so whatever the NBC, whatever whoever they have their licensing agreement with, you could watch it there. Oh, but yeah. dude, it's good. It is like the actors they got to play like Macho Man and Andre the Giant and the, the Angry Samoans or the Wild Samoans. I don't know why I called them Angry Samoans. No, it's the, it is Angry Samoans, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
they're they're all like spot on. The kid that plays young rock is good. The kid that plays like teenage rock is like phenomenal. Like the show's funny and like what a lot of people I don't think have realized is the show's actually written. It takes place in 2032 and the rock's running for president. Oh. So every episode is like hey, the people want to know about, the people of America want to know about this issue or how you feel about this. So everything is like, well, let me tell you about this time. Blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. So it's cool. It's like, oh, it's, that's awesome. it's, dude. And it's like, I thought it was going to be like too cheesy at first, you know, because like yeah. The Rock can do some kind of kiddie stuff that's like, I still think he's fucking hilarious, but like, you know, there's, and you're like, ah, NBC, but it's actually really good. Like they talk about a lot of real stuff. You see a lot of cool stuff about Rocky Johnson, his dad, you know, yeah. and it's like, dude, as a kid, like literally like, you know, he freaking, you know, if he was goofing off too much or being out of line, like Andre would just pick him up and say, and you know, they all called him Dewey as a kid. That was his <laughs> nickname. Like instead of Dwayne, they called him Dewey. I don't know how they got to that, but uh, dude, I love it. Uh, it. It's good. You should definitely check it out if you can. I think, I think especially as a wrestling buff, you'll find like a lot of humor in it. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I, I can't wait to check that. Another thing wrestling related that I'm definitely looking forward to. I know it dropped last night is uh, the Nick Gage episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I know that that's going to be an adventure to say the least. Dude, so Vice, they have their heads so far up their own ass in America. It was impossible <laughs> to watch their show until like very recently it got added to Hulu. Like the Vice channel is now. So on Hulu, there's three tiers. There's basically like the basic tier and then there's the add on tier. So like you can choose like I want HBO Max and stars, whatever, you know, and then there's the, the live TV tier, which is like seventy five dollars a month. And the, and like you but you want you can watch programs in real time, which is cool. But like Vice was on that. And I was like, dude, ain't nobody wants to pay that. No, stop. And then like I think it was about a month or two ago, I went on Hulu and I was like, oh, all the Vice programs. Are, like, I can watch what I want on Vice now. You know what I mean? So I finally got to catch up. Or I finally got to start Dark Side of the Ring. So I'm like halfway through the second season. So, nice. but yes, the, that Nick Gage episode is going to be fucking bonkers. And I love that, like, Moxley and all the boys are in it too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was, dude, that fucking, the, the, the double Crispin Wild episode, like, fucked me up. Like so sad. Yeah. I I don't want to watch the Owen one. It's gonna it's gonna break me. I know it's gonna break me. Yeah, man. He he was he was one of my favorites growing growing up as a kid. Like well, the entire especially yeah, like, you being Canadian. Like yeah, like the entire Hard Foundation. Like the those are my boys when I was like six, seven years old, getting into wrestling and stuff. Yeah, I love that Natty's still doing it, man. Like I wish WWE utilized her a little better, but um, yeah, she's dude. I, I, she, I I've always enjoyed her work and. You know, I know he's not a heart technically, but TJ was great. You know, when he still when he was still able to wrestle, like when him yeah. and Cesaro were BTE, dude, that was so that good. Was so so that was literally my favorite of like that era. That was probably my favorite tag team. Well, it's know? it sounds like too that you know a lot of the great matches that that are happening, you know, on NXT. Um, you know, TJ is actually you know uh you know one of the agents, you know, kind of kind of behind them and stuff. Um, you know, help helping all all the new talent out and stuff. So it's uh it's yeah. great to see him still involved. You know, despite that, like just super fortunate. It's you know, like it's like so injury. weird because like you hear all this this bad shit about WWE, but then like look at the ways they're taking care of TJ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at the way, like it's like so it's so back and forth. It's like certain elements of that company are run incredibly well 
and certain elements of that company, you're just like, what the living fuck is going on, dude? Yeah. I, I heard that Dark Star of the Ring episode about Owen. I heard, well, I saw that Vince McMahon got a lot of heat because is it like Owen's wife is on there? And basically like, oh, Vince went with a different company for the zip line because they were $800 cheaper or something like that. And then like, yeah. that's basically why Owen died because it was a cheaper company and Vince wanted to save. It wasn't even a thousand bucks. And that's what, and that's, you know, and I was like, fuck, like I saw a clip of his wife saying that. And I was like, Oh, this episode's going to be. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's insane. <sighs> and like, yeah. Cause I mean, like you think of it, like, you know, uh, hopefully Owen getting inducted into uh, the WWE hall of fame one day. But I mean, I don't, I don't think that that relationship is changing anytime soon. I mean, no, rightfully yeah. so. I mean, she, she lost, you know, her husband, the love for life. And like, you know, yeah. You've never ever heard any wrestler ever say a single bad thing about Owen Hart. It's always just about how he's such a great person, how he always had the funniest jokes or ribs yep. and stuff like that. So yeah, no, like there's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man, I don't know, but <laughs> word, word. Well, well, shit. Well, what are you? Uh, what what about you? What are you looking forward to with, with like the all your, both your shows coming up? You got anything anything rad you're you're soaked on? Yeah, so uh, so on this week's show, um, I'm not sure when this is going to be going up, but um, uh, I have uh, Travis Stever, who uh, people might know as guitarist of uh, Coheed and Cambria. He's the bassist oh, in a shit. new band that, that he's uh, started called Zero Trust. I also have the vocalist of the band, uh, BJ Allen on, who people might know from his work in Full Scale Riot, GMK. Um, so really cool, you know, kind of like super group um, and the way that they, uh, they came together, you know, to, to record, you know, their debut EP, they also have, you know, a full length that's ready to go type deal. Um, that that was really awesome to hear that. Um, really great chat with those guys. And then as well, uh, let's see here. Uh, Keonaji, I'm doing an interview with uh, Peter and Ryan coming up here in the next couple of days. And then as well, uh, other bands on tap like uh, Pop Evil. I just did a, a really amazing interview with uh, their vocalist, Lee. Um, and, you know, talking just a bit like, real people in the music industry and stuff that yeah. guy is just like was absolutely unbelievable just super awesome super great guy um uh, from ashes to new is also on this week's show um and then other bands uh like uh Osiaya, uh they just dropped a new album uh loss on unique leader records um and then as well like kiddius divinity vexed uh, a couple other bands that are going to be coming up here uh, as well right. in the next little bit that um while I am working on confirming, uh, I'm not the kind of person who's like, yeah, this interview is going to happen for sure. Because then when I say it publicly, then it doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. No, I just kind of look like a dick. So, uh, so, yeah, yeah, trust me. so yeah, a lot of really, really great stuff on tap and and cool conversations that, that I can't wait for for people to hear. You know, a lot of the, yeah. the bands that I just mentioned and their releases and just like hearing, you know, what went into them and how personal they were for them and stuff. It's, uh, you know, it's some, some really amazing and uh, really awesome stuff. That's awesome. So, so I, I, I got, I have a question for you. I've never had gotten to have a radio person on the show. So like, what, <laughs> what's your favorite, like, what is your absolute like favorite part of what you do? Uh, I think my, my favorite part of what I do is uh, just uh, being able to have just in-depth conversations with these bands and being able to, you know, um, just really go in depth uh, about their music, but, uh, but as well. And, you know, aside from the show side of things and, you know, on the music director side of things, but I guess also, you know, as a radio host, when, uh, you know, I hear a new band or, or a new album, um, you know, with, uh, with what I do, um, I'm very, I, I, and I say this, I'm like, 
very fortunate, very privileged, honored to be able to. But I often get albums, you know, sometimes like oh, yeah. three, four months before before they're released. So to, you know, hear these songs and uh, before anyone else and hearing it and you're just like, man, like this album is legitimately going to change this band's entire career yeah. and just getting so excited for them and knowing that just like craziness is coming up. That's really awesome to, you know, just coming across new bands that I've never heard that just absolutely blow me away and seeing them grow into two awesome and amazing bands. I mean, uh, just uh, in, in the past on the show, um, uh, about five and a half years ago, I was the first ever interview uh, that the band I prevailed in. Um, uh, one of the listeners to my show, uh, shout out to uh, to Adam. Um, he said, hey, man, uh, uh, one of my co-workers at Domino's Pizza, one of the drivers, uh, Brian, their vocalist, um, he has this new band. They're going to be dropping their new EP. It's like really sick. You should check it out. I uh, checked it out. I was like, which would be the heart versus mind EP. I was like, this yeah. is awesome. Hell yeah. I'd love to talk with them. I think they dropped their blank space cover uh, either a day or two before or a day or two after. And, uh, you know, as they say, the rest is history, but yeah. um, hearing all the, the conspiracy theories about that band is hilarious about people thinking, you know, that they're like a, some sort of like a, like a, a studio band or like a music industry creation or whatnot. Um, you know, I interviewed this band and like post interview, you know, like, yeah, like we don't have a booking agent. We don't have a manager. Like, you know, like we're, we're discussing all those things right now. Like so these crazy. guys really like did it from themselves from the ground up. So like getting your stuff like that, um, you know, being the, the first, uh, you know, North American interview for, for a band like Crystal Lake, um, to like just a, a ton of other awesome bands. Um, recently did one with uh, the band Eskimo Callboy, who's uh, been making some waves the past year with the Hypa Hypa video. Um, so yeah, it's like honestly, like almost every single aspect of it is something that like I'm just really passionate about. Even just like getting the uh, you know scheduling the music out and then going through each hour and just like making sure it's uh, you know it's not uh, anything too extreme as far as like it going from like let's say like a uh, a mad ball song into like slaughter to prevail or something. And just yeah. like, you know, the little things and stuff like that. So I think it's just, you know, music discovery, uh, you know, meeting new people, getting to uh, help share their stories, get, get their music out there and yeah. get more people into them. I, I just think that's uh that's absolutely amazing and awesome. It's, it's a great time, man. Good, good. Now, now I do like occasionally to be a little informative with my show. So let me take my hat off. You know what I mean? Let, let, let you know, let me put on my, my business face real quick. You know, so so Patrick, if a band wants to get their music played on your show, you know, what is the best? What do you like to see in like a present? Like, how do you recommend bands go hit up Internet Radio? Um, as far as it goes, um, if they if they hit up the the submission link on our website, which is uh, real easy, it's just adobe.com slash submit. Um, that that's that's a great way to do it. Um, also, if bands send me an email just to my name, Patrick dot Walford at adobe.com to you know um. Uh, all the time, you know, uh, just friends of friends and stuff, posting bands yeah. on, on, on Facebook and stuff. Um, you know, if, if a band happens to send me a Facebook message and it's not a, you know, run in the mill copy and paste message that they've sent to 3000 other people, but just like a message being like, Hey man, what's up? Um, you know, uh, this is, you know, our band, we're releasing this or whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm fine with that too. Um, just the, the copy and paste messages. Um, they're, they're definitely the ones that, that are killer and the ones that you're kind of just like, Come, yeah, on, no, man. Come on, I know. Come on. I know. I know. I every once in a while I find myself sending one of those when it's like about certain things, and I'm like, no, let me, let me, let me I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll keep all the links and the info, but I'm the beginning, the intro, the beginning message, I'm gonna personalize, you know? 
Yeah. So I feel it. I feel it. that's tight. Yeah. That's tight. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, Vans Patrick's not lying to you. It's always been easy. Like him and I are to the point where I just fucking message him on fucking Facebook. <laughs> so yeah. he's easy to work with. Don't be shy. He, he's a good dude. Uh, did you check out one of our new bands? Um, they're called Aphasia. We just dropped their music video on Notfest. Uh, no, I haven't. I'm gonna have to go and go and you, check that out. I have a feeling it's love, gonna be pretty sick. <laughs> you'll love the song. You'll you'll be like, like, dude, they they came at it like they they sent us, you know, to work with us, and we were like, this is pretty good. And then they sent us the new stuff, and Josh Josh E and I were like, how has nobody ever heard of this fucking band? And then now their single dropped with Not Fest. I think that was about two weeks ago, just a little less, and it's fucking popping. You'll like it. You'll like it. I'll uh, I'll, I'll link it to you when we get off the episode. Fuck yeah, man! Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would say uh, just still on that point, like any any bands uh, listening to this or whatever, just like if you're ever pitching your music, uh, you know, just be just be yourself, like j- just be a genuine person, and as well, um, and I mean, I'm I'm sure you, you can chime in on this a bit. Um, if anyone asks you for several hundreds of dollars to get you on a quote unquote official Spotify playlist. They're lying, and Spotify. There's no money involved in getting added to an official Spotify set. List, yeah, so and and a lot of those people are getting busted, and their their playlists are getting deleted. So, yeah. don't 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 do any of the Spotify scams. Do the research, learn on your own. Uh, as far as pitching goes to the Spotify programs, three to five weeks is the sweet spot. I yep. don't care what your label tells you, unless you're on fucking Universal or someone that has a direct Spotify plug. You you try to aim for for the five week march, yeah margin. Especially if you're a metal band, I don't even know if last I heard they don't even have a head of metal at Spotify right now. So all the other curators from the other departments are chiming in. Like Wolf, when we dropped that Wolf King record, Patrick, they yeah. didn't appear on any playlist till two weeks after the album came out. Oh and wow! They like sent the, they like sent out an email to like one of the distros I work with that was like, hey, sorry. Like everyone else is pulling double duty, we don't have anybody running metal right now. Oh wow! I, that that might be fixed by now because that was about a month ago. So I would hope they fixed it. But yeah, because Spotify actually has a very small team, and most people don't realize that. Like, yeah. For how much money that company makes, there's very few people that that actually work with the playlisting and all that. Yeah, because wasn't there? Uh, I don't know if uh, it was a couple weeks or a couple months back now, but I know I remember seeing a couple people get pretty pissed off because didn't they delete a couple of the pretty prominent uh, heavy music play like yes. playlists that they had? Yes, and that's because the the person that was in charge of metal, I believe, was curating those, and nobody wanted to do it or knew how to do it, so they just got rid of the playlists. That's again, that's all anybody watching. That's all that's all hearsay. Like, I don't yeah. obviously I don't have a report from fucking. Sp- it's not like I can email Spotify. Hey, where'd your fucking playlist go that my band was on? <laughs> like, they're not going to fucking respond to me. They don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but um, word. All right. Well, Patrick, I have a few questions for you before we go. This is the fun part of the show. I have to tweak them a little bit for you, but it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, oh, actually. Okay. I have one selfish, selfish question before we, we go to the end of the show. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Let me finish the full question because this is going to start and sound a little rude when I start. Okay. So I, you, you sound like a Californian, except for when you say like out and about, you know, you know what I mean? So my question for you, and if everybody doesn't notice, if you've never heard a Canadian speak, just don't be fucking stupid. Like, (laughs) 
everybody in the different parts of the world sounds a little different than us. My question to you, Patrick, is every time I'm in Canada or on the East Coast, I get a really weird, I'm not even going to call it a compliment. They tell me I have a Californian accent. Is that, is that, is that a real thing? Uh, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know that, that it was a thing to, okay. to, to, to be quite honest with you, but I know it's honestly the, the about or like the out or the house or the mouse or different yes. words that I say that people definitely notice it. Uh, I think for the most part, I mean, yeah, there, I guess there's a couple of people here and there, but from what I know, it's kind of like a, an only me thing, at least in, you know, my extended friends and family that, uh, you know, my, my wife sometimes makes fun of makes fun of me for the way I say, say about every, uh, every now and then. Um, but yeah, I've actually heard people say to me a, a couple times though, like, you know, you have a bit of like a, you know, an American accent. You sound like you're from America. You don't sound like yeah. a Canadian type deal. Cause, uh, you know, when we met at Warp Tour and you were like, what's up, man, it's Patrick. And I was like, oh, I totally expected you to have like way more of an accent. And then, so like, yeah. Oh, he neither. My, my favorite Canadian line, and I say this, and every time Trina talks to me about when I used to go to Canada, is uh, those blind witness dudes, they always say, oh, fuck sakes. And that's always, <laughs> that's like always my, like, I'll say that, like when I'm gaming, when I'm streaming, sometimes I'll just pull out the, oh, fuck sakes. And people are like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, you, just, you had to be there, dude. You just, you had to be there. Now, did they, uh, when you were at on tour with them, did they have you saying Tabernacle uh, pretty often? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. We're not going to talk about what that means on the show, but, <laughs> but yes, I was, I was tabernacking quite a bit. And then it was funny. Remember I made that comment about French Canadians earlier. It's because <laughs> we, that tour, the last night of tour was in Quebec city and the fucking promoter kept trying to talk to me in French. And I knew like a very, like I took a little bit of French in high school and I had like a dictionary with me. So I knew enough. And then I remember we're, I'm, I was trying to get something done for the bands. Right. And the promoter and I are just kind of sitting there going back and forth. And Jonathan from Blind Witness walks up and I just hear him. All the cuss words they had just taught me in French just fucking come out of his mouth. And then he switches to English and he goes, I know you speak, speak English. He speaks English. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> and the promoter looks at me and just starts talking or the starts talking to me in English. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, and he was like, they were like, he was like, yeah, that's normal. Like they don't like to use English. And if you don't know French, they're rude to you. And I was like, fuck. And I was like very nice the whole time. Like, yeah. 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 They, uh, sometimes I'm not, I'm not going to say all, cause it's definitely not all, but, uh, many times when, uh, you know, they know, uh, people from Ontario are, are there in Quebec. Uh, sometimes they're not very friendly with just, they, they, a lot of them. Yeah. They do speak English, but they don't want to help. Don't want to help, uh, you know, the Ontario or the Torontonians. So that's, fu that's funny. Cause I've been to France. And they're nicer in France than they are in French Canada to like the foreigners. It's like so weird to me because it's kind of the same yeah. attitude where like you kind of have to like, hey, do you like if you ask them if, hey, do you know English? They'll just like snuff at you. But if you go, oh, like parlez-vous parlez anglais? Like they'll look at you and then they'll be like, yeah, I know English. What's up, man? Like they just yeah. want it's like they want you to just make the effort. You know? <laughs> yep. Like, I don't know. I don't know. If any French Canadians are listening to this, I'm fucking sorry. Yeah, but, no, all, all the all the love to uh, to to Quebec uh, for the most yeah. part. My experiences with Quebecers has been ninety nine point nine percent positive. Yeah. So yeah, so the, much uh, love in Quebec. <laughs> the uh, the I love the city. Quebec City is fucking gorgeous, man. Like it was like a whole nother like 
I've seen almost all of Canada except Vancouver, really. Yeah. And then we got to Quebec City, and I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, this, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous city. So, very, very old school. I always forget how long that city's been around, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, look, had... it looks like, I tell people that it looks like a fan, and a more old San Francisco w- without all the bullshit. That's what I tell people. That's what it reminds me of. Nice. Yeah. I haven't had the chance to go to Quebec City, but I've been to, I've been to Montreal a couple times and it's, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's definitely awesome there. Oh, I love Montreal. Yeah. I would, I wish I could go. I think I'm allowed back in the country. <laughs> we had like an issue with my, like last time I was there, I had like permission to enter the country. And like, you know how when you cross the border, like if you don't cross on the right side, you have to turn around and go like all the way back. We had to do that. And like my paperwork had expired. And I was like, yo, we just like, I couldn't see where the entrance was leaving to this office. Like, I'm really sorry. So like the person on the American side was like, oh yeah, like I'll take your paperwork over and I'll explain what happened. And I never heard if he did or not, because they were like, if you, you know, if you abuse this permission, you won't be allowed in the country for 10 years. And I was like, oh, wow. But that was 2010. So I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. That's, uh, that's happened to, to a couple bands, uh, a couple bands where, you know, they, they come in, uh, like they say like, yeah, you're allowed in, but you're banned from the country for like five or 10 years or something like that. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not going to name the band just in case there's any legal ramifications, but they're a big enough band that they, they, uh, you know, ride in the tour bus. They were at the Canadian border. Uh, everything was cool. They crossed, they were 45 minutes into Canada. They called them up. We're like, you guys need to get back to the border absolutely immediately turn around right now they turned around they banned the vocalist for uh 10 years luckily uh a couple of years later they were able to reverse that and the band's been in and out uh again but like yeah. it's like holy crap man well yeah i've had a few bands where it's like they'll go and like because your border laws are pretty restrictive with like you get one dui and you can't even come into canada oh yeah so, like i've had like a, a couple bands where it's like Oh hey, uh, you know our second guitar player is in a hotel in fucking Buffalo for four days. You know, like something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it it actually happens more frequently than not. But yeah, I, it always blows my. So every time I've had to enter the can the country, I'm like, oh, what am I going to get in trouble for today? And they've always yeah. been, they've actually always always been great to me, personally. They're better yeah. than our own border patrol. I'll tell you that much, dude. <laughs> like it, it's crazy too because um you know a couple I want to say 2016 2017 uh, is when Warp didn't come up here to Toronto and I really believe uh, a solid reasoning for that you know aside from Toronto being one of the smaller dates in the grand scheme of things on the tour is uh the year before I believe it was 2015 okay. um like a very very good chunk of bands were stuck at the border for upwards of like 6 to 10 hours uh, they had to push back the gates for Warp Tour. There were some bands that legitimately, by the time they got to the border, they got to the venue, they set up on stage, they played their set, they maybe did, you know, uh, a quick meet and greet or something at their merch tent. They're packed up and they, you know, they're back down and in, into the states type deal. Like, uh, so That's just crazy. logistically, it was really, it was really. I can imagine that with like Warp. Oh God, dude, I would. <laughs> Poor Kevin Lyman, bro. That's all I have to say. I would be freaking. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But okay. All right. Some questions for you. Let's start off with the basic, the most basic of them all. What's your favorite color? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, uh, I'm going to say Navy blue and burgundy because I'm a Colorado avalanche fan. Yes. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, uh, 
I followed Colorado for a while because my favorite Sharks goalie growing up went from the Sharks to the Avs. So I can respect that. I can res- I can respect it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> they're they're a fine team. They're they're you know Dude, they're not that- the they're not the Knights or the Kings, so I'm not mad. You know what I mean? Dude, that fuck that fucking playoff series two years ago, Landis Gog at the blue line in game seven, man. Yep. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> um well, we'll go off subject real quick. I'm surprised your favorite hockey team is is Colorado and not one of the Canadian teams. Yeah, so it, it it's kind of weird, but growing up about I guess it was like six, seven years old. Um, I decided that because the uh, minor hockey team I was playing on didn't have a goalie that I would put my hand up and uh, you know be the person to try goalie. So uh, I tried it once, uh, enjoyed it, and you know I, I've been a goalie ever since. But you yeah. know because Patrick Waugh, he had the same name as me. I'm you know six years old. Pretty pretty simple stuff for a favorite player. Yeah, um, yeah. Colorado became my favorite team then, and um, you know just growing to love them. Um, you know, in my childhood, I was pretty lucky, you know, when I was uh, 11 years old, they won that second Stanley Cup with Ray Bork and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just uh, just always, uh, you know, following with them uh, th- throughout the years and stuff. It's been the season's been crazy. I can't believe, you know, President's Trophy winners uh, That's so hasn't, hasn't necessarily been a good thing for a lot of teams over the years. But the last time the Avs won it, they did go on to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, that's um, true. So, you are correct. Yes. Yeah, but um, I, I don't know. I, I maybe it's the the Leafs fans. Uh, <laughs> they're they can they can be uh pretty funny, insufferable. I know it's not the entire fan base, but there's uh, definitely a select few out there that are uh, uh, a little super extra. And I mean, um, you know, uh, bringing it back to radio, I used to work at a TSN radio, which I guess is basically like the ESPN equivalent uh, here in okay. Canada. And uh, one of my jobs uh, used to be, you know, cutting the clips from press conferences and stuff. Oh, no. And uh, (laughs) hearing some of the questions that some of the the reporters and journalists ask, um, pretty clear either they weren't paying attention to the game or they don't have a real clear understanding of hockey and some of the questions that they ask them. Just like, let's say they lose 6-1. It's like, you know, how did you feel about that game tonight? It's like. I don't know. They lost six one. Like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. What do you think they're going to say to you right now? Oh, yeah. Man. So, so I always love it. Uh, every once in a while, when you see a player, give it back. I know uh, Jacob Voracek uh, on the flyers this year, a reporter asked him how uh, this season and last season was different with the COVID restrictions. And first off, he's like, well, first off, I just want to say, it doesn't matter what I say because you're going to write effing crap anyways. Oh my God. <laughs> And there's a player beside him. I think it was Travis Konechny. He's just like trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> I mean, they're not time. wrong. They're not wrong, though. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Um, what is? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna change these next couple questions for you because you're an international superstar. What is your favorite Canadian food, and what's your favorite American food? Oh, I mean. Across the board, I'm like, I'm a, honestly, the more I think about it as life goes on, it's probably a little bit of a problem, but like, I'm just a big time burger and fries guy. Like I could legitimately eat, could eat burgers and fries for every single meal of every single day. My, my lady, when we go out with her, her folks, her dad will be at like the nicest motherfucking steakhouse and her dad gets the burger and fries. So I feel it. Dude. There's, <laughs> there's dude. I, 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 I had to stop eating the amount of cheeseburgers I was eating. Cause I love a good burger. So I feel you. Yeah. Um, American, uh, 
I love I always love Internet when I'm down in the States. So shout out to Internet. Um, that's right. Uh, that's right. A place that I really started to enjoy my my wife, uh, Brandy, uh, she's a huge cheese connoisseur. So uh, okay. the deep fried cheese curds at um, I'm not sure if it's uh, like United States wide, but uh, the deep fried cheese curds at Culver's. Unreal. I don't um, even know what's Culver's. I don't even know what that is. Oh, so. So, yeah. So I guess it's not really national, but they have a couple of Michigan and a couple other uh, states that okay. we've been to. But uh Basically, it's like uh, like burgers and like chicken oh, okay. fingers, all regular fast food stuff. And then they have like deep fried cheese curds. They also have like these crazy like custom milkshakes and uh, oh, ice cream oh, like ones you can get okay. and stuff like that. Uh, so that's pretty good. And uh, here in Canada, I mean, I, I love a good poutine. Uh, can't can't go wrong with a good poutine. That's for I, sure. So I have probably this is my 46th episode with a guest. And on at least 10 episodes, I have talked about how much I fucking love poutine. So I'm going to spare my guests talking about it, but I fucking love it. Patrick. <laughs> um, did you know the smokes is in America now? No, I didn't. Uh, Dude, that's... We have, we have one in fucking Berkeley, like five minutes from the venue. I do all my shows at. Oh, fuck. That's sick. Yeah. Man. yeah so smokes is like slowly starting to like infiltrate. And I'm like, anytime I'm up <laughs> at the bay, I'm like, yeah, who wants poutine? They're like, huh? I'm like, who wants poutine? Everyone's like, huh? I'm like, shut the fuck up. You're trying poutine. Like, we had a we had a big festival three years ago that that my team was a part of, and I made everybody go eat there afterwards. And it, nice. it, it kind of worked that everybody was hammered because you know poutine's <laughs> like the best drunk food. You oh know? yeah, hundred percent. Well, we went and everybody was like, this is so good. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, like you can't go wrong. Like it, whether you just get the traditional there, or you get any of the other specialty ones they have. They're all they're all pretty much amazing. Dude, and then I tried it the one time with the poutine, but instead of fries, it's tater tots. Ooh, yeah, I, I was tried like, that yet. I was like, that's just another. I don't know if I'm ready for that again. Like I've only done it once. <laughs> I've only done it once. I don't know if I like. It was like you know that fucking Power Man Five Thousand song when worlds collide. That's my yep. whole my whole mouth was that song, dude. Like, but uh, also deep fried cheese curds. I don't know if you know this. I have a Buffalo Wild Wings tattoo. Oh, sick! I'm a sucker for that place. B Dubs, baby. Yeah, B Dubs, baby. They have a they have deep fried cheese curds on the menu. I'll literally go there and just order a large basket of that and not even get wings. Nice. They're yeah. actually uh, they're I mean they're I think there's one or two on like the outskirts of Toronto, but uh, they're actually uh, gonna have a B Dubs somewhere in the somewhat downtown core. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. There Dude, was a. Uh, one up near my parents' place a couple of years ago that I okay. really enjoyed. Yeah, we have one here. I I I have to be careful because I'll just eat chicken wings every day of my fucking yeah. life. You know what I mean? Um, now, yeah. Now, are you a ranch or blue cheese guy? Okay, so this is like super important to some people. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something that if you haven't toured, you don't understand this answer. Okay, I only eat ranch unless. I'm east of the Mississippi because on the East coast, blue cheese is not thick and spicy. It's creamy and delicious. Like the West coast loves chunky blue cheese. I hate chunky blue cheese. If you actually like, like uh, whisk it all the way and it, and it, it has the same consistency as ranch. That is what wings belong in. But, but us, us fucking hippies over on the West coast don't know how to make blue cheese. So, <laughs> Um, usually I'm a ranch person. Um, I don't know if you're ever, ever, ever going to be in New Mexico again, Patrick, but I implore you, there's a place called Dion's. Okay. It's a pizza chain. 
I actually was just in New Mexico visiting my parents. I brought a bottle of their ranch home with me. They make their own ranch, Patrick. I'm like 0% fucking with you. It is the best ranch you'll ever eat in your entire fucking life. Fuck yeah. yeah I'm, and, then, I'm... and then also, if you want to try something delicious, this is my this is my number one food hack that most people don't believe. Um, do you guys have Chipotle in Canada or is it Cadoba yep. up there? Okay. Yep. So you know how Chipotle has their own Chipotle Tabasco sauce? Yep. Okay. Go to Wingstop and get the Wingstop Ranch and mix the Chipotle Tabasco sauce in it and dip your fries in that. And you'll fucking thank me later. Like just that's probably my like number one food hack. And everyone thinks it's ridiculous for like combining those two restaurants, but it's it just works. It's just, it just red. Works. It just works. That's... Um oh god, now I'm hungry. Damn it. <laughs> um, okay. What is your favorite food you can't get in Toronto? Because like I know you travel for work. So like what's yeah. your favorite thing that you love to eat not at home? Um, de- I would definitely still say in and out, uh, just cause with Adobe kind of being based in California, anytime I, yeah. I go out there, generally the first thing I do when I get off the plane, um, get into my rental car is like hidden in and out almost immediately. I uh, that. that's definitely the go-to. Um, I- I'm, I'm a sucker for just like, just any sort of local hole in the wall sort of place or like a, you know, any, any place anyone recommends to me, you know, just because, you know, yeah. in the music industry and stuff, if somebody you tour is like, yo, you need to try this spot, you know that they've been to a lot of places in their time. You should probably yeah. listen to them. You know what I mean? Respect. Respect. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm, uh, we come from Mexican food central over here on the West coast. So I know the hole in the wall spots are the better food. Trust me. Yeah. There's, there's no, no argument there. There's a there's a place in uh, Los Angeles that's not too far from our uh, studio that uh, Tom Cheney, uh, you know, o- owner, and then uh, Fish, one of the other Adobe hosts, took me to uh, when I was there uh, last January. Uh, I want to say it's called Beer and Salsa or Beers and Salsa. I think it's oh, like okay. a pretty like well known place or something there. In yeah, LA. I know that what you're talking about. Yeah, unreal Mexican food. There's a there's a place next time you're in Vegas. Next time you and the wife go. There's this place over by the Top Golf, a little off the strip. It's literally just called Tacos and Beer, but nice. it's, they have like thirty different kinds of tacos, bro. Holy and shit. it's cool. You walk in the roof of the building; all the lights are uh, Hispanic prayer candles emptied out upside down, hanging. And then above the bar is just a giant, like hand chiseled wood carving of Cheech and Chong, bro. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so tight. We go there. I go there literally every time we're in vegas that's like the one place i have to eat yeah i man there's so much good food in vegas we can't wait until you know until we're vaccinated and uh you know the borders open up and we're able to to go to vegas again because uh i know they added like the zip line now down near where like the link uh fierce oh, yeah. yes i i don't i think that was re- that was there last time we were there we just i, I don't do heights very well yeah, I'm, same. <laughs> I'm like a giant fucking wussy. Dude, we did the Ferris wheel and I couldn't handle it, dude. I felt so bad for Trina. We like got to the top and she's like taking pictures and I was just like sitting in the middle of the thing, like just like slamming my drink, like get me the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. 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 Brandy, she did the uh the zip line, the slotzilla zip line, w- w- which was really cool. And then as well, um going back to Niagara Falls, uh w- when we were there uh just before COVID hit, uh she was able to take a zip line like across across uh well 
not fully across, obviously, to the American side or anything, but a, a zip line like along the falls, which is which is pretty cool. Something yeah, new. I'd probably do that just because like that's like a once in a lifetime thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't need a zipline in Vegas where I think I'm just gonna fall and smash a bunch of people. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like in, in Niagara, I'd be like, "This is beautiful." Yeah. I thought you were gonna tell me she fucking did the barrel ride, and I was like, "Holy shit, you have a <laughs> badass wife, dude!" Yeah. Um, word. Um, well, you know, the next question I was gonna ask you is, do you prefer In and Out or Whataburger? But you already answered that. Um, I, I haven't had Whataburger, but um, I, I remember when I had Ocean's Eight Alaska on the show. They probably spent a good five minutes talking about how much they love Whataburger and That's how much amazing. better how much better they like it than Internet. And they just kept saying in their English accents, "What a fucking burger, man!" So it was classic. I love it. Okay, okay, I respect that. I respect that. Um, have you spent enough time on the East Coast? Do you have a difference between Sheets and Walla? Do you have like a preference? Um, me, Brandy and I, uh, we, we, we got into this a bit. And as far as trying to decide which one was better when we were uh, at on warp tour in uh, the summer of 2018. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, Andy, Andy Peck, he is like the sheets, like ambassador of all ambassadors, the king of matzo sticks. Yes. So knowing that like, oh, well, Andy loves the matzo sticks. I gotta, gotta go and try them. They're pretty good, but honestly it, really messed me up when we're you know going to sheets and wobble and stuff and i'm just like dude this is like a convenience store slash gas station and you can get all of this food here like just i mean yeah there's like you know gas stations here in yeah. canada with like fa- fast food places you know like mcdonald's and Wendy's and that sort of stuff but, that, but this is different people people that oh, have never way been different like we have yeah. a lot of friends from here that haven't toured and when i'm with all the tour guy the guys who tour when we talk about sheets they're like so it's like a fancy 7-Eleven where like you don't fucking understand. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, gr- it's great too because it's like, oh man, like I want to try this, but I want to try this, but I want to try that. Oh, I can get like all three and then like a burger and some other stuff for like yeah. $10. Sweet. Sounds good. Yeah, there's uh so there's in New Mexico, there's a chain of gas stations called the Pick Quick. And they actually have something in the gas stations called Santa Fe Grill. Okay. So when I moved there, I was like, oh, gas station burritos, I'm out. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I finally had a friend take me to get one. Bro, they have like 45 flavor options from a gas station grill. Holy and shit. it is fucking incredible. Like, I literally never thought I would say a gas station burrito is one of my favorite places to eat in a state, but it fucking <laughs> is. Like, I, they have this this burrito called the Medicine Man. It's green chili and queso. Oh, God, with, with potatoes and fucking, I want to say, I think it's asada. If I remember. It's been a couple of years since I've had it. But, dude, yeah. And I'm a big green chili sucker, like, when I from living in New Mexico. Oof. Yeah. Oof. All That's right. the best. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, you know, have you ever been to Bucky's? I've never been to Bucky's. Okay, you got to go to Bucky's. The memes are enough to make me want to go. I, I wanted, I wanted <laughs> to get a Canadian's opinion of Bucky's, but you haven't been, so that, that's fine. That's fine. Um, we have, I think, something kind of maybe similar a little bit that they started a couple of years here ago called the Rec Room. Although I don't think it's as much like kid centered, but they have like a whole area for like you know arcade games and stuff like that. And then we also oh, have David Buster's cool. up here, but yeah, Bucky seems like it's the next level. Well, Bucky's, it's literally just a giant, it's the nicest gas station you'll ever be in. So it's like if Walmart was a gas station, that's what it is. But then half the room is just covered in that fucking beaver logo. It's oh, so, shit. I don't know why. I thought Bucky's was like 
similar to like Chuck E. Cheese a little bit. No, I have no, no. idea why. <laughs> I know why. I know because out front of every Bucky's, there's a big brass beaver statue. That's why. Yeah, yeah. That's why. And all of us, anyone that loves Bucky's, you take a picture with the buck, dude. Like it's okay. But no, you walk in and like, like I took my girlfriend there for the first time. We we flew out for so what a couple years ago. Nice. The, the last one Mike did in Houston, and we flew out, and she'd never been, and I was like. And she has to hear me fucking. I mean, I have a Bucky sticker on my fucking car. I have one on the fridge. Like, I had a Bucky's pop socket for like three of the years we were together and shit. And so we walked in and she's like, holy shit. I was like, <laughs> nicest gas station you're ever going to be in. And then you just have so much branded Bucky stuff, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But anytime you're in Texas, just make sure you go. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. If next time you're out there, you know, maybe maybe you have to fly out and meet me for one of like Zemers festivals or something. Dude, I've I've been wanting and meaning to go to one of those for for literal years. So yeah, that definitely has to be well, a thing. Post COVID, he just announced in December they're doing Unsilent Night, which is like uh, oh rock. yeah, it's alt rock and pop punk. So it's not as much heavy stuff. Yeah, but that'll be I'll probably because I have a lot of like family traveling I have to do with like in like fall. Yeah. So I'll probably take that trip for a winner for myself. Nice. Yeah. That'd so, be sick. Yeah. But anyways, um, I think I only have one final question for you, sir, sir. And it's the heater. All right. Are you ready? I am. Actually, I have two questions for you. Should I watch letter Kenny? That's a, yeah. that's a big 10 for. Okay. I, I have a bunch of friends that watch it and they're like, Joel, you would love the humor in that show. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's uh definitely a, Definitely a gem and uh, okay. unabashedly Canadian must watch. Right. I want to watch that. We just watched Shit's Creek and I didn't even realize that whole show was Canadian. Yep. And that was a fucking, I, I loved that show. That was, that was incredible. So, okay. Last question for you. You probably know what it is because you've watched the show. Uh, what is a characteristic or a personality trait or something about yourself that you wish your listeners slash my viewers knew about you that might not be easy to ascertain from your radio presence or your social media um i guess just further pushing out there that just like yo just like just like hit me up uh you know if, if you if you have a band with with awesome new music you know never feel uh you know uh like a burden or anything like that reaching out just um just you know I, I'm, I'm a personal a personable good dude you know i i do this because i love it because i love the music for me, you know, as cliche as it sounds, you know, it is truly, you know, all about the music, man. So just, uh, just that, that I'm, you know, a chill, personable dude. Uh, I like to, you know, mess and, j and joke around a bit here and there. Um, you know, there, there's been a couple Facebook posts that I posted and I thought it was you know, pretty clear that I'm, uh, you know, making a joke. And I guess people took my comments a, a little bit seriously. And then I have to go back and edit it and quotations, edit post. Yes, this is sarcastic i do not actually like that sort of stuff so it's pretty I funny. Do not, i do not actually feel this way yeah <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny that is pretty funny yeah um, man. um right, yeah man i just want to say too you know uh before uh before before we go here and shit man you know shout out you know shout out to you shout out to people like sean mott shout out to people like dan defonce and just uh, everyone else in the music industry you know over this last 13 14 15 months to see how what you guys have done and how you guys have pivoted and different stuff that you guys have done in the music industry and the music capacity to do what you guys have all done over the last year and a half and anyone else out there man it's 
fucking absolutely awesome to see. Uh, amazing to see you guys are all Thank you. fucking fucking naturals at it. It was real cool to see the fonts on the the front page of Twitch the other day. So just uh, yeah, he actually just, has another one coming up with uh, Dino from Fear Factory, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Dude, so, yeah. So yeah, man. Big big ups, big ups to all you guys. Uh, really, really enjoy all the content, man. And just uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you, you, I mean, bro, you're you keep trucking along, man. You're killing it yourself. <laughs> you know, like two, two, basically two shows on this. On you know, that's great, man. That's most people could only dream to do two radio shows. You know, well, it's crazy. And actually, now that I think about it, uh, I have not mentioned this, but as well, on top of Rock the Walls that I host on Thursdays and Saturdays and do the music directing, I also uh, have been hosting a show here the last seven or eight months on Adobe Radio. Friday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time called Friday Night Harder. And uh, basically for two hours, I just spin the latest and greatest in heavy music. So it's uh, uh, a great way to get people, you know, uh, in from regular Adobe radio into the heavy stuff by Adobe Howell and checking That's that out. And, tight, uh, dude. Yeah, man. And if uh, people want to listen to Adobe Howell, uh, it's uh, just over the last couple months, some real easy ways to get it. Uh, if you go on Apple Music, search Adobe Howell, it will come right up. As well, we have a new uh, Adobe app for iOS and Android. Uh, you just go to the radio portion. You can click Anthem, Howl, or regular Adobe uh, to listen that way. So lots of cool oh, ways to listen. I gotta download that. I don't think I have that installed yet. Oh, I gotta oh, do yeah, that. Good call. Okay, so so you know the final part, the final, 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 final part. How can everybody find you and the show on the interwebs? Yep. So uh, right across the board, it is at Rock the Walls, exactly how it sounds uh, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, same thing with Adobe Howell, just Adobe, I-D-O-B-I, Howell uh, on you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Perfect. And do you want people to know how to find you personally? Uh, yeah, if you have uh, an, any music or uh, anything like that to you think I need to hear, uh, you can hit me up uh, by email, patrick.walford at adobe.com. Um, you know, share what whether it's an EP, whether it's just a single your band's releasing, any stuff like that, and you, you want me to hear it, potentially get it played on the radio, like, hell yeah, do it up. Or, uh, you know, if uh, you reach out on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, um, I answer all of them either way. So, so yeah, I uh, just... Uh, no copy paste messages. I, I, I see through. I see through those pretty quickly. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Well, Patrick, thank you for being my guest on the show. Everyone watching, this has been another episode of Joel Cupcake Live. Please go check out Rock the Walls. Please listen to IW Howell. Please follow Patrick on the internet because he is a funny motherfucker and he's a good brother. Most importantly, most importantly, if you understand, <laughs> if you get it, you get it. That's all I have to say to my viewers. If the, you get oh, it, you get it. Everything's reversed. I'm trying to. Oh shit! Wait. Wait, yep. no, wait, no, you're right. You're <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, everybody, please subscribe to the show. Please follow Patrick online. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to follow me online because if you don't fucking know by this time, I don't know why you're watching the show. Uh, Patrick, you're the man. I appreciate you being here. Everybody else, see you next week.